0: God is good all the, all the time all the time God is good I enjoyed the praise scene on this morning and I'm just looking forward to what God is getting ready to do we're going to ask you to go with us to Galatians we're going to start at the 6th chapter and the 7th verse I'd say at the ninth verse we're going to start at the 7th verse Galatians 6 and 7 tempted and tried we often made to wonder how it could be thus all the day long when there are others living about us never molested oh. The wrong father alone, father alone, we know we'll know all, all about, about him father, father alone, Lord, alone we understand why. why. Cheer, Cheer, Cheer up, my brother. Cheer up, my brother. brother. Let and live in. The sunshine, we we'll
1: understand. Bye and bye, by. I...
0: follow along, everybody. Opportunity to stand before your people. God, I pray that you will word right my mouth, give me what to say, give your people an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Look on the bereaved families today, comfort them like only you can. Look on the sick and shunned and everywhere. Do what the doctors and the medicine just can't do. God bless men and women of God that standing before your people. Anoint them afresh, God. Destroy yokes all over the world. Save, heal, strengthen, and deliver. Do it, God. We'll forever give you the glory All the honor belong to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, y'all, one more time. Father alone. Father alone,
1: we, we know all about it.
0: understand right now but father alone we're going to know all about it we thank God all of you here in the sanctuary may God bless you we're going to Galatians the 6th chapter beginning at verse number 7 be not deceived God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap for he that soweth to the, his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting verse number 9 and let us not be weary in well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Our scripture text is the ninth verse. Let us not be weary in well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Thank God for the reading and hearing of his word. For a few moments I want to give you seven reasons for you to hold on. Seven reasons for you to hold on. I just told you, Father alone, <laughs> you'll know all about it. Father alone, you'll understand why. So cheer up. Live in the sunshine. We'll understand it by and by, but right now I want to give you seven reasons for you to hold on. One of the things that's happening in the time that we're living in now, there's so much going on that people are getting discouraged. We're finding out that the church as a whole don't really stand for what it used to stand for. Some of the people that we know that had great convictions, they don't have the same convictions that they had at one time. Gospel music has changed. We don't when we listen to gospel, sometimes we don't know if it's gospel. Um, sometimes we have to look at the radio make sure we got it on the right station. And you'll be saying, what, what, what's the use? But I'm going to give you seven reasons for you to hold on. First reason is found in Numbers. And y'all keep your Bible there. We got about seven scriptures we want to deal with. Seven reasons. Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have He said, and shall he not do it? or have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? That's your first reason for you to hold on because if God said it He's gonna do just what he said How, how do you know because God is not a man that he should lie so I know you've been going through a long time I know those children getting on your nerve and, and maybe it'll be financial problems. I don't know what it is. But whatever God said about your situation, I just want you to hold on because God did not lie. He will not lie. And he is not going to change his mind. So that's reason number one. God gave you his word. You know, me and my wife talk. And we talk to people, and we talk, especially contractors or whatever, and they can tell you something. They can even sign a contract, but you're not even sure if they're going to honor the contract. Right. People tell I, I tell you what, i meet you at 10 o'clock. you get there at 10 o'clock. I had an appointment recently, and the man didn't show up on Tuesday morning. Called me on Friday. Got my days mixed up. I said, well, that's fine. Mine wasn't. I got somebody else to do the work. You, 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 but, 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 you, you get disappointed. My wife, she said, That's why "I don't trust nobody. I understand, but guess what? You can depend on God's word. If God said it, I don't care what it looks like right now. If God said it, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what the doctor said. I heard, I heard Deacon Jackson. We were talking about peace the other day, and he gave this great testimony young lady was going through and everybody thought it might be over for her. but even before the doctor gave the diagnosis, God gave him a peace. And when God gave him a peace, he began to testify that she's going to be all right. When God give you peace, when God give you his word, you can start declaring what God said. You don't have to be, well, I don't want to say it because he might not do it. If God said it, you can go ahead and testify. If God said it, you can go ahead and give him praise right now. You don't have to wait till it's over. But if God said it, reason. Number one. Reason number two. First Corinthians. Y'all going to learn how to go from Old Testament to New Testament today. First Corinthians 15 and 58. This is one of my scriptures. Sometimes, and maybe this don't apply to anybody that's listening, but every now and then, The only thing you have is God's word. Anybody ever been in a situation and the only hope you had was God's word? You'd have nothing else to hold on to, but you can recall the word of God. You can read the scripture. You can remember that encouraging word from that preacher or that missionary. And God's word many times will give you renewed hope we we'll look at 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, settle yourself, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Reason number two, your labor is not in vain. One of the things, one of the greatest coaches that ever coached in the NFL, he worked his team hard, harder than probably anybody else because he wanted them, when game day came, he wanted them to realize I work you so hard where your labor won't be in vain, where you won't get out there and, and get beat. And sure enough, they won more than anybody else because they put in the work. Well, that's just a coach. But here Jesus is, God telling us, why throw in the towel when your work is not in vain? Y'all know it's bad. They say you can take a pig out of the pig pen. And I don't know nothing about no pigs. But they say you can take a pig out of the pig pen. You can rinse them off and wash them up. But when you get through, he's going right back. And, and y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. He, Holloway, you know what I'm talking about. He go right back to the pen. That means the person that rinsed them off, brushed them down, got them clean. Basically, their labor was in vain. But God saying, whatever you have done, your labor is not in vain. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, you're going to be blessed, and your wife is really going to be blessed. Look at what she had done. She did this for her sister, and she did it for her mama, and she did it for her brother. So Sister Payton, your labor... And not in vain. And y'all, y'all can I tell y'all something? Sometimes when we talk about how God gonna bless us, sometimes we think it's gonna be after this life. But there are some blessings that God has for us right down here in this life. So the pain, you, you might be hurting in your body right now, but the labor is not in vain. Whatever you have done, your labor... So, so first of all, if, if, if I know my labor is not in vain, what am I going to throw in the towel for when I know what I've done is not in vain? Oh, my God. Reason number two. I got to get out of here. Reason number three. Hebrews 10 and 36. Seven reasons. Somebody watching, somebody listening, you need to hear this today. You need to stop talking about throwing in the towel. You need to stop talking about giving up. Hebrew 10 and 36. For ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Stop being impatient. Be patient and wait on the Lord. Well, I, I've been waiting a long time but don't you know what the Bible said? They that wait upon the Lord yes, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on winged as the eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not Faith. Wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. So number three, third reader, be patient. Be patiently waiting. Patiently waiting and not pacing the floor. Patiently waiting and not pulling your hair out. Patiently waiting and not tossing and turning and can't sleep patiently waiting, is expecting God to do what he said he's going to do. They that wait, that means they that expect something from the Lord. It's one thing to wait, but it's another thing to expect. I'm expecting God to do just what he said. Sometimes, I I pray every day for pastors, men and women of God that are facing challenges because sometimes it's discouraging for the church that Seem like can't get off the ground. Seem like nobody's coming but the pastors and his family. And sometimes it's kind of discouraging to get up and it's the same few people right. all the time. But I want you to know if you patiently wait on the Lord, God was sending the increase. So don't you throw in the towel. Don't be looking at what other people are doing. You just hold on. After a while, everything it's going to be all right. Hebrews 6 and 10. Reason number four. I got about three more to go after this one. I'm going to let you out of here. Well, pastor, I hear what you're saying. And all those scriptures, they really make sense. They sound pretty good. But I need a little bit more than that. If, you, if I'm going to hold on, I need a little bit more than that. Okay, I got another one. God is not unrighteous. It is not his character uh-huh. to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. What, what are you saying, preacher? It would not be like God for him to forget what you've done. Yeah, have y'all ever met people in, you you blessed them, you gave them money, whatever you did, and they act like they don't even remember what you did. In fact, I know some people that I've helped and blessed, and seem like they turned on me. I'm saying, what did I do? I helped them. I I I I'm gonna call their name. There there's somebody that me and my wife we we helped, and I'm not talking about financially, but we 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 opened a door for them to get into a situation. And it seemed like that hindered the relationship. I'm saying, well, you you living in it. Why are you upset with us? But God is not unrighteous. Don't, don't you fool yourself. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that's what he is going to reap. All these people telling you, God, you need to stop. You just need to stop. You let, let them know God is not unrighteous. It's not his character for me to be a blessing to the church, to be a blessing to the body of Christ, and then he forget about what I've done. That's not his character. Reason number four. Reason number five. Romans 8 and 18. Y'all learning your Bible today. Romans 8 and 18. And this one, Paul is being a little sarcastic. And it's amazing how Paul wrote about 75% of the New Testament. He went through more than anybody in the flesh as far as the gospel writers, but he also wrote more words of encouragement than anybody else. Then he said something kind of sarcastically. Romans 8 and 18, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Lord, have mercy. you were talking about I, I'm going through this and I'm dealing with that, but I reckon that what you are going through right now is not even worthy to compare with the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. One of the things that's turning people out from Christianity is that many people are testifying upstairs and living in the fallout shelter. They didn't left the basement. They're living in the fallout shelter. Another thing that's encouraging people toward the church is when the church people start talking negative. I've been paying my tithe, and I'm going to give my offering, and I can't get my car fixed. I condition going out. Well, see something some, something wrong. You got to understand. And, and one thing I talk about favor, when I, I would never say favor is not fair. Favor belongs to God. He can bless who he want to bless when he wanna bless. He can curse who he wanna curse when he wanna curse. But what you have is his word. So whether you see something bumblebee and look like shit going, she got it going on. She done bought a house. She got three car garage. She got a boat. They just do what they want to do. And you still living where you living and seem like it just ain't going to work out. I want you to know God has a plan for your life and what you are going through right now. I'm not going to tell you like some of these preachers when you get to heaven. I'm talking about God got some blessing right down here. Oh I know some saint that went through I, I remember Bishop Browley When he first took over Jones Avenue I heard the story He would walk to church And had to put cardboard in his shoes Y'all don't know nothing about that Cardboard was when you had a hole in your soul And you don't want your socks to get wet but it got to the point, he can wear what he wanted to wear. He could drive what he wanted to drive. He could live where he wanted to live. You know why? God is not unrighteous. He don't forget what you're doing. And what you're going through right now is not even worthy. So you can, you can tell somebody, I just want you to hear my story. I'm going through this. And my son needs tuition for his college. I don't have that and my daughter need dress, and and my body, the doctor said, and my husband, the doctor said, and my mama, the doctor said, and my brother, the doctor said, whatever you can list is not even worthy. Y'all, y'all get that? Your, your pitiful story, that's to you, is not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. And uh, by God, I, I just believe that's the reason to hold on. Let's go, let's go to reason number 6, 2 Corinthians 2 and 14 and let me wrap this up. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. I want you to imagine you're talking to somebody and they're talking about quitting. They're talking about throwing in the towel. I want you to ask them, why quit when he always causes you to triumph? I'm in the ring boxing and the fight is fixed. I'm taking licks and I'm going to quit, but I already know the fight is fixed. But I'm bleeding, but the fight is fixed. He knocked me out, but the fight is fixed. I'm hurting. You you don't see. I'm hurting. Yes, yeah, but the fight is fixed. Do, did anybody get that? He always always causes us to try. So why am I throwing the towel when all I got to do is hold on and get the victory? Why would I give up when all I got to do is hold on, knowing that when it's all over? I'm going to get the victory. i got to get out of here. Number seven, this is my last one, I believe. I said seven, but it was hard to get seven because there's so many scriptures that could apply. First Corinthians 2 and 9. Then I'm going to try to wrap this up. But I hope there's a man, I hope there's a woman, I hope there's somebody that understands that you don't have to quit. You don't have to give up. You don't have to drop your convictions. You don't have to let that man live in with you because you're having trouble paying the bill. You don't have to drop your convictions. You can be holy, and God will bless you. First Corinthians 2 and 9, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear even heard, Mm. neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. I can take that up here for the next hour, but what I say won't even compare. With the glory that's going to be revealed in us. When we talk about going through, we understand that all that live godly in Christ Jesus must suffer persecution. Some of you all listening to me today, if you told people what you had to go through to get to where you are now, it would be a wonderful Wonderful testimony. And sometimes I found out that, y'all remember, Muhammad Ali was fighting and everybody thought he had quit. He had given up. He was leaning on the ropes. And I believe Joe Frazier just kept coming at him. And they didn't realize he was trying to get himself ready for the comeback. They called it the rope-a-dope. He got his energy back and he came and came back fighting. What I'm trying to tell you today if you got to do the rope-a-dope, don't you walk out of the ring. If you have to do the rope-a-dope and let the enemy think like you have given up, let them know that I'm on my knees, not because I'm quitting, but I'm on my knees because I'm praying. I'm lifting my hand not because I'm surrendering but because I'm giving God the glory I'm testifying not because of what I'm necessarily going through but where God is taking me to the Bible said for the joy I heard that the other night for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross in other words he knew that when this life is over, and y'all know the story, he said, no man takes my life from me, but I lay down of myself. He said, I got the power to lay it down, but I also got the power to take it up again. He said, go ahead and do what you want to do, but in three days, I'm going to rise again. And the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, in other words in his mind he remembered how it used to be he was there in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth Jesus was there in the beginning but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible said he came down through 42 generations. He walked up 33 years. And when they were getting ready, they thought they were killing him, but he surrendered his will. And the Bible said he became obedient even unto death, even unto the death of the cross. And when he was going through, his mind went back.
1: And he had a
0: flashback of what it used to be when he was in heaven with his father. And he found out that after this is over, I'm going right back to be with my father. So for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And I came to tell somebody today, there will be joy to this. There will be joy when you come out of your situation. There will be joy when God do just what it says. So for the joy that's on the other side,
1: you ought to pray him now. For the joy
0: that's coming in the morning, go ahead and cry right now. For weeping and do the Holy the night
1: joy is coming in the morning, somebody say yes, hold on, a little while longer,
0: because help is on the way, hold on, if you don't get weary in your well doing, you're going to reap,
1: if you think not, tell somebody, hold on. Come to tell you, trouble don't last always, somebody say yes. Go ahead and praise him, it's almost over, go ahead and give him glory, the sun is getting ready to shine, go ahead and shout now, you don't have to wait till the it over, but go ahead and praise him now, go ahead and give him glory now. Magnify him now. Hold on. Help is on the way. Hold on. It's going to be all right. Hold on. He's on your side. Hold on. He's holding you up. Hold on. He's holding your hand. Hold on. He got your back. Hold on. Come on. Give him praise. Come on, give him